0: UGA Football News presents today's sports report. On today's sports report, we'll talk about University of Georgia football and more. And
1: now, here's your host of today's sports report, Chris Hall. Clock stop with 17 seconds. So we'll try to kick one 100,000 miles. We're holding it on our own 49 and a half. Gonna try to kick it 60
2: yards rush a foot and a half,
0: and Butler kicked a long one, a long one. Oh, my God! Oh, my
2: God! The
3: stadium is worse than bonkers. Eleven seconds, I can't believe what he did.
1: Yeah, it was kind of hard to believe back in the day, 1984. That, of course, Larry Munson, the legendary voice of the uh, georgia bulldogs god rest his soul and he had the play-by-play on the university of georgia radio network back in 1984 and uh, kevin butler came on the field the game was being played in athens georgia and clemson had some aspirations for a national championship danny ford was the coach back in 1984 at clemson And uh, Clemson had a good program. They came into Athens, the heavy favorite over the Georgia Bulldogs. But the Bulldogs won it 26-23 with a 60-yard, not 100,000 miles, as Larry Munson said, but a 60-yard field goal in the last seconds to win the game for the Bulldogs. Clemson, uh, Georgia beating Clemson 26-23. Now, the reason we're playing that is because we hoped at least to have a repeat of the win Uh, Coming up very soon, less than a month away is the opening game of the 2021 football season, and we cannot wait around here at today's sports report. It'll be Georgia and Clemson, September 4th, 7.30 p.m. at Bank of America Stadium in Charlotte, North Carolina. Chris Hall, your host here with you today, and Matthew Hall joins us as well. The Hall Boys. Are present and accounted for as we look forward to the opening
2: game for the University of Georgia coming up very soon. Matthew, how are you doing today? Good? Yeah, doing great. I mean, wow, football fever really setting in, you know, at this point. I mean, uh, I think everybody's kind of, you know, out there taking a breath, uh, taking a pause as well with the uh, COVID situation that we have going on. But, uh, uh, all signs look to be a go uh, at this point for college football. And man, with less than a month ago, I mean, I'm I'm really, I mean, I've got an itch. You yeah. know, I'm ready to see them dog. We're ready to roll. We're ready to go. And again, the uh, it, the game,
1: the Georgia Clemson uh, game is a part of something called the Duke's Mayo Classic. Now, you may not be familiar with what Duke's Mayo is. It's, it's a mayonnaise company. Uh, they're, they're headquartered up in the Carolinas, and that's why they are called Dukes. I imagine they have something to do with Duke University, the founding, or whatever. But anyway, it's the Dukes-Mayo Classic. They, the Classic actually begins on September 2nd, a Thursday evening at 7.30 at the same venue, the Bank of America Stadium in Charlotte, and that game will feature East Carolina and Appalachian State Now, those are two teams obviously coming from the Carolinas, and so the Dukes-Mayo Classic is kind of focusing in on Carolina teams. But then, of course, the big game will happen a couple of days later on uh, September the 4th, 7.30 p.m. on ABC. ESPN game day is going to be on hand. All the uh, gang from ESPN will be there. A nationwide audience And the hype is beginning to build. And, Matthew, I'm I'm getting butterflies myself just thinking about this game and looking forward uh, to this game. Uh, You know, I've been reading a lot online. Okay, it's about a split decision right now as to who is the projected winner of this game. Some at uh, ESPN, for instance, say Georgia's going to win. Others say, nope, it's going to be Clemson. So uh, we're pulling for the Bulldogs. But, boy, this is going to be so exciting. And uh, the last time Georgia played Clemson was back in 2014. Dabo Sweeney and his team came into Athens, and the Bulldogs took care of business on that day, uh, 45-21. As as Dabo said recently in an interview, he said the last time we were in Athens – uh, playing or The last time we played uh, Georgia, it was in Athens, and uh, they uh, sent our hind ends out of the stadium of uh, losing 45-21. The all-time series goes to Georgia. Uh, Georgia's won 42 games in the series against Clemson. They have lost 18. There have been four ties. So, so Matthew, you have a lot of contacts uh, around in uh, Bulldog country. You talk to a lot of folks. Besides all of the apprehension and all of the excitement, what is it that you're hearing online about the Bulldogs as we uh, inch ever so closer to this
2: ball game? Well, you know, I mean, this game really I mean, it just sets the tone for these, uh, this upcoming season. I mean, and it, it, and it, you know, I mean, we've talked about this before, the importance of this game. Um, it is highly uh, an important game for the University of Georgia and Clemson both. Um, I don't think it's a season killer for either team. Um, you know, I think that whichever team loses i mean could still possibly we you know be in it in the end so i don't believe it's a it's a it's a season killing game but at the same time i mean the the importance cannot be unnoticed i mean here i mean you're talking george versus clemson here i mean it hadn't happened uh since 2014 like you said and i, I specifically remember watching that game and uh the reason dabba swinney had uh said that uh their honeys got sent right on out of athens was because ty gurley uh, really took care of business on that day and uh, even on the opening kickoff of that game the score would have actually even been more because Todd Gurley returned it all the way back uh, for the touchdown and but penalty it was called back so I mean it was a bad day for Clemson there hopefully it will be a bad day for Clemson and Charlotte as well um, for this Dukes Mayo Classic.
1: Uh, it's a, they, we're, we're, we're ready man are we ever ready Uh, for this game coming down the pike. Now, of course, uh, for me, as I study the game, try to understand the game, look forward to the game, it's going to be a game won or lost in the trenches for me. you got offensive and defensive lines for each team. Uh, Both are really impressive, probably in the top five or ten at least, Georgia and Clemson, on both sides of the ball for this upcoming season. So whoever controls the line of scrimmage, whoever can put pressure on the quarterback, Whoever can open up holes for the running backs, whoever can stop up those holes and uh, keep the rushing game of the other team under control, for me, that is going to be the team that has the distinct advantage. But of course, there's not a lot of talk outside of, I guess, football circles about the offensive and defensive line. Most of the talk is going about the quarterbacks and is being about the quarterbacks. JT Daniels who had uh, just a wonderful season for uh, Georgia when he got into uh, the games last year. Uh, but a top-ranked quarterback, the best returning quarterback in the SEC, uh, along with Matt Corral at, at Ole Miss. I'd put JT right up there above all of that. Uh, JT is, uh, you know, he he's, he's going to be uh, there for the uh, Bulldogs. Uh, a lot of hype around JT, a lot of anticipation that he's going to continue to have the A great uh, effort and the great results for Georgia that he had at the end of the season last season. On the other side of uh, the uh, the line of scrimmage, you have uh, DJ Angalele. And uh, DJ Angalele is uh, the quarterback that's coming in for Trevor Lawrence. He did play some last year when Trevor Lawrence was injured, had the COVID and had to be out a couple of games. DJ is a wonderful quarterback, a uh, a very engaging quarterback, uh, he has a lot of talent. Uh, he, he's going to be a formidable foe for the Georgia defense. So you, you it's going to be one or lost in the trenches, but the hype and the attention right now, as a lot of times it is, is on the skilled positions and especially on quarterback. Uh, and, and so JT Daniels, DJ Angalele, uh, these two guys are in the spotlight now. Whichever one of these has the better game, that's going to give the other team or give their team the best shot at uh, winning. So, um, uh, Matthew, wh- what do you think about the quarterback situation? What are you hearing about the quarterback situation? JT Daniels, I understand, is having a great uh, fall camp and getting ready for the uh, season. They're kind of keeping a tight lid on a lot of the information, but JT's having a, a good. Uh, ready, getting ready for the season as well as well as DJ Ungalele So, what are you hearing about the quarterback situation?
2: Well, what I've heard at least, and this is within the last uh, at least five days. I mean, the last week is uh, I saw where JT Daniels had been moved up in the uh, Vegas uh, rankings, um, and he was actually picked to uh, over the last week to win. You know, by some to pick you know, to be the Heisman Trophy winner in this upcoming season. Now, I know that's a lot of pressure to put it on someone like that, but also here's what I think back to with, with JT Daniels. He's had, you know, he didn't move up that, that, that list that quick for no reason. I mean, he apparently he's having a great spring, uh, from at least from all the talk. I mean, he had a great G day game. Uh, yeah. absolutely. Uh, you know, just a stellar game, uh, passing the ball that day. And the thing is, you know, now, um, At the end of that season, you know, last year, I think back to what he said, and that was unfinished business. And I believe you are correct 100%. I believe that this is uh, a game that will be, uh, I believe, you know, of course the line game, offensive line, defensive lines of both teams are going to be mightily important, uh, you know, in in the outcome of this game. But I also do believe that uh, quarterback play will will be a big part of it. Who's going to show up ready uh, the most that day? And I believe, you know, the best quarterback play that day uh, will lead to the victory of either team. Um, yep. Of course, the dogs is who I'm picking, and and uh, you know, I mean, with J.T. Daniels and the, he just looks, and I, I almost have that sense of feel. I don't want to jinx this. Uh, I said it to someone else the other day, but I just have this feeling. And when I look at J.T. Daniels, I think about Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow went to the LSU. Uh, when he when he got LSU, he didn't have the greatest first season. He had a good season though, and but the next season. Uh, you everybody knows what Joe Burrow did the next season, and I kind of feel like this. If there is a moment in time for a Georgia quarterback to have, uh, in Georgia's program to have something like this occur, I believe it is with this quarterback.
1: Yeah, man. So let's hear from J.T. Daniels himself. Recently at uh, the SEC Media Days, he talked about his preparation for Clemson, and he also he kind of added a little bit about the anticipation of finally playing before a full stadium especially in Athens. In
4: terms of that game being as big as it is, like yeah, it's a national TV game, it's a 7.30 kickoff it's a a big deal, but um, I think it's important for us to as good as Clemson is, to not look at them as any different from any other opponent. You know, it's at the end of the day, we're going there, we're playing football that's what we do. Um, And there's a lot of really talented, really good football players, I think they have a great coaching staff Uh, they have strong schemes on both sides of the ball but uh, football is football, and we got to go out and play our game like we would against any other team that will play for the rest of the season after that. Yeah, that's, a, uh, that's a, probably what I'm most excited for, honestly. Um, I've never experienced the dog walk, and they said, like, 30,000 people go there. Like, I've never seen that before. Um, I think the closest was, like, when we played away at Texas my freshman year. Like, you know, that was pretty packed. Um, but I've never, you know, played in the environment where it's, like, just, it, like, it was ridiculous last year for me to see even that 25%, like, when the fourth quarter hits and we do all the red lights and all that stuff. Like, people go crazy at those games. It's awesome to see. Um, and I haven't got to see a full capacity yet, so I can't wait.
1: Yeah, I can't wait either. And on the other side of the ball is Clemson quarterback DJ U- uh, Galele. <laughs> it was easy for me to say. And and by the way, JT and DJ actually have met before on the football field. They're, they're both uh, Southern California guys and uh they met twice in high school their teams met twice in high school jt's team won both of those games and so uh they're they're kind of going at it again so they're very familiar with one another recently at the uh, acc media day uh, dj Angalele was asked uh, about the uh, georgia defense and also a little bit about the rematch with JT Daniels. I think
4: they're a very good defense, very fast, very athletic, very big defense, really big D tackles. I think they're overall they're a really good defense. They have a really good defensive coordinator and good
5: coach. Following up on that, you have played JT Daniels a couple times. How do you not shrink it down and, and make it personal trying to get that first win against him?
4: Oh, I mean, I just—I mean, we're at two different colleges now. I think that's back in high school. We're in college now, so I think that's kind of like in the past. But I mean, we all—we both want to win the game. But I just know it's gonna be a really good game.
1: Yeah, it's gonna be a really, really good game. And you know, I just—I get butterflies now just thinking about this thing. Coming down the pike, it's, it's almost like, Matthew, when you anticipate something, you really want something to come, and, but you really don't want it to come, you know, <laughs> because you, you you want the right outcome uh, for this game. I think if, if, if Georgia wins uh, against Clemson, and I anticipate that they will, then Georgia has a very good shot at running the table. Uh, as you look at their SEC schedule uh, and the rest of the schedule that they have, Uh, They're going to have some challenges along the way. They're playing in the SEC, obviously. Florida is going to be a big hurdle uh, for uh, the University of Georgia, but it could very well be uh, that if Georgia beats Clemson, and this is all in anticipation, but if Georgia beats Clemson, uh, they could run the table. Now, if Clemson loses to Georgia, then, uh, you know, they're playing in the ACC, and you just got to say they have an easier schedule Big challenge they'll have probably down the way is is stubbing their toe like Clemson sometimes does uh, in the ACC and losing to lesser opponents like you know Syracuse or North Carolina State, uh, but they 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 could lose the Georgia game, uh, win out, beat maybe Notre Dame. I I don't know if Notre Dame's actually playing in the ACC as uh, a part of the conference this year or not they did last year but uh, anyway they could they could win the acc they could be right there to get into the playoffs as well i would love to see i think i think i think georgia could most not afford to lose this game but still that will not knock them out uh, from uh, the college playoffs, uh, college football playoffs. What do you think about that?
2: I mean, most certainly. I mean, Georgia, you know, this is really uh, – Georgia needs to win this game more than Clemson does. I mean, that's – I mean, let's just be realistic here. I mean, Clemson plays in the ACC, and I'm not trying to, you know, to, to down downgrade any uh, form of football or in any conference, but everyone knows, I mean, pretty much. I mean, if you're just unbiased and just realistic with yourself, I mean, you look at the SEC versus the ACC, and and you know nine times out of ten, ninety percent of the time, the person's, you know, a person's going to tell you the SEC is the stronger conference. So I mean, I do believe that that Clemson would have an easier easier route to the college football playoffs, given that uh, uh, if they were to lose to Georgia. So I do believe that it is, the game is a much more of a uh, a needed win for Georgia, the Georgia football program, and it's. Uh, you know, uh, moving forward this season than it will be for Clemson.
1: Yeah, so uh, let's go get them, dogs. And uh, we're we're looking forward to that. All right, we have some other things uh, in our stack of stuff here we'll be talking about in just a moment. We're going to take a break, however. You know we love Southeast Mortgage, the official home lender of UGA football, and they are great friends of today's sports report. We'll be back in just a moment.
0: Don't go away. We'll be back in just a moment with more of today's sports report with Matthew
1: Hall. Today's sports report is brought to you in part by Southeast Mortgage, the official home lender of the Georgia Bulldogs.
0: My name's Matt Cesero and I run the builder division at Southeast Mortgage. I know you're bombarded by vendors, especially mortgage companies, but as you continue to build your business, it's critical to be aligned with the right lending team. At Southeast Mortgage, we offer something very different, a highly technical digital strategy that can actually help you build your brand. Aside from closing loans, that's all we do, and we do it really well. Southeast Mortgage provides intentional and targeted online and digital marketing that reaches your intended audience. We're the most sophisticated digital marketing and mortgage company in our region. Now more than ever, buyers are choosing to preview homes virtually, It's imperative to have a robust online footprint, and Southeast Mortgage is the only lender that actually has a strategy that can help you do just that. Call me today to learn more about how we can help you thrive online during these changing times.
1: Call Southeast Mortgage today at 404-358-7313. That's 404-358-7313. Southeast Mortgage, the official home lender of the Georgia Bulldogs. Thank you for joining us, and welcome back to today's Sports Report with Matthew Hall. Scott Cochran was the special teams coach for the University of Georgia, has been, He was last season, and of course this week we heard the news that uh, Coach Cochran is uh, dealing with some health issues, and he's taking some time off. He's just taking, he's stepping away from the program to prioritize his mental health and well-being, and uh, Coach Kirby Smart uh, made a statement uh, today. He said, we fully support Coach Cochran as he takes this time to focus on his well-being. We're not given details of what's going on with Scott Cochran, but he's a good guy, and uh, he just he, he's having some issues, and uh, he feels like he needs to step away, and we certainly can understand that, and we're praying for uh, Scott, and 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 hope all will go well uh, with him. Now, who's going to step up to be this special teams coach? Well, uh, sitting over there in the corner of the coaches' room is a guy by the name of Will Muschamp, former head coach of Florida and South Carolina, defensive coordinator at LSU, Auburn. And Texas, and he's already on the staff as an analyst, and he has now been promoted to be an on-field coach. And uh, Will Muschamp will be taking over as the special teams coach for uh, the University of Georgia. So I like that. I mean, I I don't like the fact that Scott had to step away, but there you have uh, some experience with Will Muschamp. So he steps in, and that's uh, for Georgia, at least in that situation, that's a good thing to have. Coach must uh, step in, don't you think?
2: Yeah, I mean, you know, very unfortunate. Uh, really, really unfortunate though to lose uh, Coach Cochran. Good uh, you know, do, un- guy. do understand? Uh, I mean, you know, he really, I mean, he. You know, a lot of people give him credit for the champion. A lot of the championships that were won at the University of Alabama. You know, so we. You know, he was coming over. He's, he's been at Georgia. I um, hate to see this happen, really, um, but if it is going to happen, you know, we wish him the best. We praying for him and his family and, and, and uh, for him to get well. And at the same time, it is not a bad thing to have Will Muschamp uh, to be able to step into that role. I mean, somebody who's been a head coach, defensive coordinator, uh, you know, analyst. I mean, he's got a lot of experience seen a lot of sec football yeah so i mean not a bad person to fill that role if you got to lose coach cochran and 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 again uh you know our thoughts prayers got him and his family
1: yeah and of course uh will must and, and uh, coach smart very good friends and so they have a high level of trust and that's a good thing as well well kind of turning the page a little bit the uh, news coming out of the sec meeting a couple of weeks ago was kind of startling uh, to be honest with you and uh, kind of surprising Uh, The the University of Texas and the University of Oklahoma, I don't know if they got together and kind of coordinated this and said, hey, let's do this together. I don't know how all of that worked. But uh, Texas and Oklahoma has approached the SEC to come into the SEC from the Big 12, which has only 10 members, and now they're only going to have eight. So Texas and Oklahoma has officially been offered uh, by the uh, sec presidents uh, the opportunity to be a part of the sec conference now there's some hurdles to to i i guess cross uh, if before that is a final done deal but the plan is in 2025 you're going to have the university of texas the longhorns and the sooners of oklahoma coming into the sec now who would have ever thunk that at the end of last year or the beginning of this year, uh, that, you know they're they're welcome to come in. I kind of miss the days of the regional conferences, the old Southwest Conference, and you know the Big uh, Big Ten obviously still there, the Big Twelve and the Pac, uh, the the, the Pac Twelve and that kind of thing. But yeah, you know the times are changing, so now you have Texas and Oklahoma coming in, and obviously when they come in, uh, there's some things that are going to have to be shuffled in the SEC. Some. Schedules are going to have to be rearranged, and you got to figure out the configuration of the two divisions are four pods. Uh, That's been bandied about uh, for the SEC. So uh, the speculation is Texas and Oklahoma will come in. They'll be a part of the SEC uh, West, and Auburn and Alabama will come into the SEC East. I, I don't know if that's going to be how they're going to do it. But here we go. Uh, here comes the Longhorns and the Sooners. What do you think about that, Matthew? I mean, just well, welcome to the
2: party. Come yeah. on in, guys. Yeah, and I mean, they are. You know, I mean, I don't believe there's any question. You know, they're they're definitely going to be playing. I mean, I've I've heard from. I've even heard some analysts. Uh, you know. Uh, so i pretty, pretty – somebody I trust think that, that, who thinks that they'll be playing in the SEC schedule sooner than 2025, yeah. um, which very well could happen. I mean, he even said so far, so in as much as possibly uh, the next season or two. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, plan-wise, 2025, but things happen. And yeah. uh, uh, it would take a lot of shuffling true, to do that, I believe. But um, we'll see how how it goes. I mean, do I think it's logical? I think it was inevitable um, at some point. Uh, It's kind of weird to have – I mean, I think they're both good candidates to join a a power conference like the Southeastern Conference. Oklahoma's always in it. Texas has had, you know, ups and downs. um, But they have had a good football program. They have Sarkeesian now. Yeah, yeah, I mean, they've had some good football teams. I mean, they beat beat Georgia in the bowl game recently. So, I mean –
1: And it's all about (laughs) the money. I mean, you know, you can say what you want to, but this is – it's about the money. It's just yeah. About I mean, the money. there's
2: and, no. I mean, there's no question. It's monetary. Uh, you know, monetary reasons are uh, definitely tied to it. Um, but at the same time, I mean, it's it's. it's you know, it's the first time I've seen a big shakeup in the SEC, and I and you're. I think you'll see some griping.
1: Yeah.
2: Uh, after the realignments.
1: Yeah, yeah, there will be. There'll be. <laughs> that is inevitable as well. Yeah. But we'll see how all of that shakes out. Uh, Kirby Smart was asked about Texas and Oklahoma. Uh, coming into the ncc the recent uh, recent uh, ncc meetings and uh, this is what he said about it
5: i'm so focused on this year that i'm not really I, I promise you i haven't wasted one second of thought on that you know what i mean like i i know that uh, they're coming i'm happy that they're coming i think it's gonna make our conference uh, much stronger i mean they're two of the top 10 winningest programs in all of college football. So when you add that to what's already a pretty stout conference, I think it makes for a a special, unique group, and it makes the SEC even that much more powerful. But I can assure you every minute of my day is spent on this team right now, um, and I'm not even – I'm really not even thinking about it. Yeah,
1: I'll take his word for it. I, You know, Coach Smart is fully consumed on uh, what's coming up in the – in the season but he may have not have been thinking about it but a lot of us have been thinking about what's happening with the sec and the new editions of texas and oklahoma well recently uh we of course uh, were saddened to hear about the passing of uh, legendary former florida state coach bobby bowden he died last sunday at the age of 91. bowden uh, had announced a diagnosis of terminal cancer in july He leaves a legacy as one of the all-time great head coaches in the history of college football. He had two national championships, 12 ACC titles, 377 wins, fourth most in the history of the sport. Bobby Bowden was just absolutely a class act, a wonderful uh, coach, and even more than that, uh, just a great person and his influence has been felt by so very many and i, I loved uh, Bob, bobby bowden uh, you know and and matthew i, I know that uh, you know you and i experienced bobby bowden from afar but uh, he's one of those coaches where if you were playing against him you couldn't help you know you wanted to beat him but you couldn't help but loving uh he's he's one of a, of a few uh that will have the impact that he had on uh, college football and on people and on life so uh, your thoughts about bobby
2: Bowden? yeah i mean absolutely um you know just a absolutely tra- tragic and just a huge tragedy truly really such a legend i mean uh 91 years of age uh, pretty good life i would say i mean but at the same time i mean it is awful yeah. Um, But, you know, I mean, just listen to that. Two national championships, 12 ACC titles, 377 wins. And all that's great. But I think, you know, one of the things that hit me the most about Bobby Bowen, even as I read those numbers, and, you know, and those are gargantuan numbers, top five in the history of the sport. I mean, big-time numbers. But I think about the story I read remark Mark Rick posted the other day about uh how he would work, you know his his basically his farewell you know to bobby bowden and how uh the impact that he had had on him and i mean you know how he led him to the lord and i mean there's so many other guys out there that could have the same kind of post with bobby bowden and just uh there's you know uh untold number of people that he touched uh you know while he was on this earth and i truly believe he was an anointed coach
1: a great guy And uh, we do want to tell you the story, or let Bobby Bowden tell you the story, of how uh, the impact he had on Coach Mark Rick. Uh, Of course, uh, Coach uh, Rick was on the staff at Florida State as their offensive coordinator and quarterback coach before he came to the University of Georgia. Back in 1986, uh, there was a tragedy uh, at at Florida State on the football team. Uh, A man by the name of Pablo Lopez was tragically murdered he was a member of the Florida State uh, football team. He was an offensive lineman, and uh, he he was tragically killed. And uh, Coach Rick uh, later, or Coach uh, uh, Bowden later talked about that, and Coach Rick, that what happened in the aftermath of that had a profound effect on Coach Rick. We're going to play just a clip and let Coach Bowden tell you the story. The last voice that you will hear, there are three former players that talk about Uh, what happened with Pablo Lopez, but the last voice you'll hear is that of Coach Mark Rick as he tells the story of what Coach Bobby Bowden did for him in the aftermath of that tragedy.
3: I get a call about 2.30 at night, Coach Bowden, you need to get over here to the hospital. One of your boys has been hurt, and it looks bad. When I get there, I go find the doctor, and as soon as I see him, he's shaking his head. He looks at me and said, Coach Pablo died.
4: I went in shock. I actually heard the gunshot the night of it. This was more like a daze. Pablo would probably play in the NFL for 10 years as an offensive tackle. It hurt everybody on the team. That affected a lot of us seeing that. Were you there that night? Yeah, that's something I don't want to talk about.
3: I told him 2 o'clock, we're going to have a meeting in our team room. Now, the way we arranged it, we had 11 chairs on the front row. That's where the first team offense sit. Now, the reason I set them like that, if I saw an empty chair, I knew exactly who's missing. Well, there was one missing chair. I
5: think I was taking roll that day and just kind of keeping an eye on the door, make sure it would stay private. And He pointed to an empty chair. He said, man, Pablo used to sit right there. Um, now he's gone. He said, "Uh, if that was you last night, do you know where you would spend eternity?
3: Now what I was trying to do is get them thinking about death. They think only old people die, not young. And it opened it up where I could give my boys a Sunday school lesson on how to get to heaven. Yeah, I preached to them, I sure did. Darn going right I did. I'm concerned about where my players spend eternity, you know?
5: Well, I'm in the back of the room listening and I'm like, I know where I'd spend it, it's not a good place. And that night I said, I'm gonna go see Coach in the morning.
3: He said, Coach, what were you talking about in there? I said, I never heard that, about eternal life and about what's on the other side after you die. I had my mother's Bible on the desk, and I took that Bible and I read to him what he had to do to be saved. You know, I basically
5: prayed to receive Christ right there in his office. and. Literally changed my life significantly. You know, my mission became just trying to live a life that God would be pleased with. If anybody's wondering, if Pablo didn't die in vain. He changed my life completely.
1: What a great um, what a great tribute to Coach Bobby Bowden from Coach Mark Rick. Uh, you know, with with all the hype we have around football, and it's a game, and it's an important part of life, but there are some things that transcend, obviously, football, some things that are far more important, and uh, that's one of those things. And so we uh, pay tribute to Coach Bobby Bowden and the effect he had on Mark Rick and then the effect that Mark Rick had on the University of Georgia. And, Matthew, you and I have interviewed so many former players of Coach Mark Rick there to a man – With almost sometimes great emotion, almost tears in their eyes, they talk about the impact that Coach Mark Rick had on their life and continues to have on their life. So uh, God bless uh, Bobby Bowden. God bless Coach Mark Rick, who is dealing with his own health issues now. We're praying for
2: them both. Well, Matthew,
1: it's been a good program. How about that? Yeah, it's been
2: a great program today. I mean, absolutely great program. Look forward to football season. Go dogs. I mean, it's coming, them dogs. dogs. You know, I mean, red and blacked out. I mean, yep. it, it, we've, we're we fixing to be there, guys. Yep. I mean, go Now, Go dogs! <laughs> All right, that'll wrap up our program. Thank you
1: for being with us. Join us again next time on today's Sports Report, brought to you by UGA Football News thank you for joining us
0: for this edition of today's sports report we thank our many fine sponsors for making our program possible be sure to join us for our next program as we keep you up to date with university of georgia football and more until then be safe and go dogs